Hi guys, we're back so soon for a wild episode. And this game really deserved its own episode for sure. It, you know, hundred percent this game. I, I don't think I've ever taken as many notes about a game in my life. Like there was so much going on in this game that I just, I was running out of like expletives and descriptor words. Nuts. So without further ado, without beating around the bush anymore, Today, Part Me Alex is talking about the ACU game. So let's get it going. And we're back. Alex, Jacqueline, we're here. We're here to talk about basketball as per usual. You know the drill the only Lumberjack Basketball Podcast on the air, coming at you live from Nacogdoches and Tyler, here to talk about the ACU game that happened on Wednesday night in Abilene. Um, yeah, there. this game was a wild one, wild one. Um, so we have a lot to talk about, a lot to dissect, a lot to dive into. So let's just start it off. Jacqueline? All right. So as you all know, we have a pretty long back and forth history with ACU. Before this game, we had 24 wins and 14 losses. Our largest margin of victory was 97 to 62. That was in 2016. Um, Our smallest margin of victory was 61 to 60 in 2019. Um, We did beat them earlier this season at home, 75 to 68. It's it's always close when we play them, no matter where either one of us fall in the standings or if it's on the road or at home or whatever. doesn't matter. It, it really doesn't. And I'm glad that you mentioned that because a lot of people like to compare us, um, to compare ACU and us together. And I mean, and that's fair because we honestly have very similar styles of play. So I get it. I totally understand. Um, and of course, we have other things in common as well. I mean, you have Brett Tanner who's the head coach of ACU, who used to coach under Coach Underwood when he was here, right? No, and then, he was under Casper. Was he under Casper? Okay. I didn't go back far enough. Okay, yeah. That's right. Yes. And then you have Antonio Bostic, who played under Underwood. That's what I was going for, um, who is one of the assistant coaches. And he has, again, a lot of experience with SFA because he used to play here. Um and so there's just a lot of connections between us and ACU. And uh, yeah, just a crazy game. A lot. A lot, a lot, a lot. Okay. So moving on from that, uh, let's go in and talk. Did you go over the, you went over this uh, the history. Yes. Okay. I totally just blanked. Uh, let's go over the whack standings. There's a bunch of games happening today um, and happening currently. Uh, the first one that literally just ended a few minutes ago or maybe a little bit ago was UT or Utah Tech at UTA. And UTA got the upset wildly in like another overtime game, 71-69. So shout out to that. That's crazy. They've come out of nowhere like since their coach got fired. Yeah, I know. Well, I guess, I mean, now looking at it, it's really not necessarily an upset. I'm sorry. I thought... See, this is this is this is the problem. There's so many Utah teams that I get confused. Yes. So there's Utah Tech, Southern Utah, and Utah Valley. Southern Utah and Utah Valley are up at the top. Utah Tech is at the bottom. Oh. My bad. My bad. I'm so sorry. So it wasn't necessarily a upset, but it was like a buzzer beater finale. Um, I was about to praise. UTA for the upset because that would have helped us, but it really didn't. So um, thanks a lot for that. I think, I guess. <laughs> Appreciate your player, even though it didn't help us out at all, but um, good for you for the buzzer. But yeah, they've come on recently. Obviously they beat us at home. Now you have Utah tech coming in um, and, and they beat in a, I think it was like a, don't know if it was a double overtimer like us, but it was an overtime. Um, 7169 buzzer beater. So, hey, 
good for them. Good for them. Doesn't do much because they're still at the bottom, but good for them. Okay. So uh, some of the other games happening today are uh, Southern Utah, which is at the very top with Sam Houston. So whoever loses that game will help, maybe help us a little bit, maybe. Um, also tonight is Utah Valley and Abilene Christian. So if ACU pulls an upset, that also helps us. Come on, ACU. And then you have Tarleton and UTRGV playing tonight as well. So those are just some of the marquee games happening tonight and today in the WAC. And then, of course, tomorrow is our game um, versus California Baptist at home on Sunday Funday. Um, but going over to the standings, currently, as of right now, not obviously including the game that just ended, uh, Utah Valley is up at the top still. They've just been playing a absolute just dog basketball and, and murdering everyone. So uh, they have an overall record of 21 and seven um, at 12. And, and, and like I said, they're at the top of the, at the conference standings. Sam Houston is next at 11 and four. Uh, that's in the whack. And then, uh, then we have us at 10 and five. So technically, so yeah, we're, we're, we're right there in, in the third slot. Um, cause Sam Houston and Utah Tech are tied for second. So we're technically in the third slot there in, in the whack. Then we have Seattle U at 10 and six, Grand Canyon, eight and seven, Tarleton, eight and eight, California Baptist, six and eight, Utah, not Utah, my bad, UTA, six and 10, but you could add another one to that. So that's seven and 10. Abilene Christian, five and nine, UTRGV, four and 11, Utah Tech, four and 12, and New Mexico State. Obviously, they've suspended their play. Um, so they're still at two and 10 and they will not change from two and 10 because they done, they, they done, they done. That is it. Um, looking at the WAC resume seating, we're still at the moment at number six. And like I said before, unless something happens, us losing at home hurts so much. I mean, they knock you so bad when you lose at home. So us losing at home to UTA did us zero favors. And I really think if we would have won that game, Grand Canyon just lost. There is a possibility that we could have jumped Grand Canyon and get into the fifth slot, but they didn't. We lost. So uh, here we are. So we're still in the sixth seed. We would need Grand Canyon to lose and lose out and us win out basically for us to move into that fifth slot, um, which is potentially possible. I don't, maybe, I don't know how many points all of those things are worth, but never say never. But here we are, still in the sixth slot. Just destined to be there, I guess. I guess so. I, I mean, guess so, yeah. close to the end, so, I mean, there's not a whole lot of time But left. no. There, there's not. And, and like I said, unless something just crazy happens and 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 we went out and GCU um, loses out, then there's a potential possibility maybe of us jumping them. But I, I don't know what every game is worth point wise. I have to go and look and, and, and do some research into that. But yeah, it's it's been a crazy few days in WAC basketball or weeks rather. So, yeah, that's it. Moving on to the game itself. Let's go, Jax. All right. So we did have a little bit of switch up on the starting lineup. This time we had uh, Nigel instead of Rati starting with AJ Dayday, Trail Nana. Um, we did wind in double overtime, 91-87. And their attendance there was 1,844. Um so I'd like to do this little section before we get into Sean Kennedy's stat section. Cause I told you I had a bunch of little one-liners from Rob. Yes. So we, we can start, we can start adding this <clears throat> if we want as a, as an extra section. Cause I know you have some, some funny ones as well from their announcers. Okay. So y'all, there's so many, there were literally so many. Uh, so there was one play where I can't even remember who our two players were but one of their players went to die for a ball out of bounds and knocked our player and the referee over as well and rob's like knocks everyone out of bounds including the official gonna give him a minute to walk it off because <laughs> the ref <laughs> like oh, <man." laughs> then, there was one 
uh, foul that got called on one of the ACU players for fouling um, Nigel. And Rob said, well, Nigel sold it on that one. <laughs> oh, okay. Then there was one of the mini reviews because there were so many. Um, so many. That he's like, okay, I don't know why they're calling the review. And then he he says the referee by name. I can't remember. But he was like, oh, and I love this. This is, he called it because the referee who asked for the review was the referee who called the foul. And he was like, he doesn't know who the foul was on. And he's like, how do you not know who the foul is on if you're the one who called the foul? <laughs> um. Oh, then there was one where AJ had a really nice break and he was like, uh, AJ just undressed him at the foul line. He Then he tried to follow him and he falls down. Oh my God. One of the, re- I can't remember which referee, but uh, I guess it's probably the one he was laughing at who had to ask for the review of his own call because he didn't know who it was on, even though he called it. Um, he called him official of the gods in a very sarcastic tone. It was so funny. Um Let's see. At the end, when all the reviews kept getting really excessive, he was like, well, if we get done in time to make it back in town for that game Sunday at six. And then this, I felt the worst for him on this because this would be me. Literally in the second overtime, he's like, well, if I would have known I was going to be here this long, I wouldn't have drank so much water. The perils of being the perils of being by yourself doing the radio of the game. Oh, no. I felt bad for him. I was like, yeah, you oh, no. Rob is he when he gets on a tear, he he's ridiculous. Like in the best possible way. Like he's so funny. Love it. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. Um so let me scroll through my my notes. Let's see here. Um so this isn't this this first one isn't necessarily about the announcers themselves, but wherever the announcers or wherever the microphone was sitting. You could hear clear as day some little old lady near the mic yelling defense. Like you could tell it was a young, like a really, really like old woman. You could just okay. tell with like yeah. a real country twang because she was like defense, day defense. But like, but but pretend that I'm 85 and I'm yelling it. You know, like that's exactly what. It sounded like, and I was like, that's really cute. And I appreciate her passion, but it's getting annoying because it's right there by the mic. And I'm trying to listen to the game. I'm trying to pay attention to the game because the announcers weren't that bad. You know what I mean? Like they were competent and for the most part and decent, but there's a few things that they said that I was dying. Of. Let's see. Hold on. Let me get a little. Let's see. I'm, I'm searching. Oh, one of the announcers said that that place, there was a sold out game. And I'm looking into the stands during some of the, like, when they, you know, do sweep the stands thing. And I'm like, where, where, where are they, where is it sold out? So there's that. There was one kind of weird thing that they said. And then they said they called this the classic I-10, I-20 rivalry. I'm sorry. Did, did I-20 just get up and move? Like, yeah. we're not on I-20. Yeah, that's... Tyler's on I-20. Nakanochis is not. Correct. And I'm just sitting here listening, and I'm looking at Dad as I'm typing. I'm like, did he just say that this is an I-20 rivalry? And I was just like, what the hell? Did- what? What? No! So that one hit me hard. Um... And then apparently during one of the, either one of the the calls or one of the fouls or one of the reviews, one of the announcers said, man, the Moody Boo Birds are out here tonight. Those Boo Birds have replaced the Moody Bats. The what? The Moody Boo Birds, like they're booing, boo, have now replaced the Moody Bats because the Bats are gone. So he made a reference to the Bats. I want the Bats back. Bring the Bats back. I want the bats back. <laughs> so that was, let's see. I'm trying to see if there was any other ones. I think those were, those were all it. But the funniest one was just like the fact that he acknowledged the fact that there were bats 
basically in their belfry in their old in their old gym coliseum and it was just it was it was funny i was like he just and if you were watching it and had no idea about the bats you would think that he was like on something because <sighs> because you wouldn't have known about the about the bats but yeah so that those were a couple of things that they said and i was like man these guys are great, but now like those little couple things, I was like, you're ruining it. You're, you're ruining And then they started applauding the refs at the end of the game saying, man, I'm going to take him out for a, for a drink or a dinner or whatever they're saying, because they obviously got the call. ACU got the call. And I'm like, come on, you're going to, you're going to praise them after that shit show of a refing that we just saw. And you even, they even acknowledged the fact that the refing was not great. And then at the end of the game, they're like, yeah, well, <laughs> towards the end of the game or one of the overtimes, they were just like sucking on that ref D. Anyway. Well, one thing that I had this on my airing of grievances, but since we're talking about them, I'll say it now. Um, it wasn't really the commentators. It was just like what they had up on the screen, you know, like in between mm -hmm. little short yeah. times. But one of their little things that flashed up, it was like a graphic and it was like um, – different different things that we had done in our uh like game plan or whatever and it said something like uh i can't even remember what it all said but it was something like acu game or affected whatever it was saying whatever we did that affected their game yeah called it affected instead of affected and i'm like oh, fine. Come on. Stuff. it was not correct anyways come on man um yeah just let's just let's let's go ahead and move on to the game because there's just there's a lot to dissect and unpack on this game so so go for it all right sean kennedy's stat section shout out to sean kennedy i hope you're feeling better tomorrow so that you can join us um, i hope so too i hate that you're under the weather i feel your pain oh yeah yeah back a lot faster than i did um right all right, field goal percentage overall was 54.2%. Uh, our three-point percentage was even higher at 57.1. Um, our free throw percentage was 73.1%. We had 40 points in the paint, 15 points off of turnovers, 11 second chance points, 15 fast break points. We had 22 points from our bench players. We had 41 total rebounds a lot but um, they have 40 so it was just it was a lot of shots because it's a long game mm -hmm. um, so we, we were back down to the single digits for the offensive boards at eight and 33 for defensive boards we had 28 fouls which is a little bit more than them they only had 20 we had 20 turnovers uh they had 13 we did have six steals and five blocks our game leaders, we had AJ with 29 points for his career high, one rebound, seven assists, one steal. Um, Day Day had another double-double with 18 points, 10 rebounds, and one block. Player of the game, we totally agree on it. It's Juice, man. All the way. All the way. I am about to gush over juice for about 45 minutes. So buckle up. Yeah. Same. Holy guacamole. I, I just remember going back to the very, very first game of the year. Right. And we're, we're the first home game rather. And we're watching, you know, we're watching them and we're, you know, getting used to the new guy style of play and, you know, uh, Juice wasn't a starter at that point, right? And so he was coming off the bench, and he only played for a few minutes. And he came off, and he was getting, like, reamed by Keller, right? And we're sitting there like, man, like, we really hope that he, you know, gets it together, and he gets back in the game, and he, you know, continues to improve every single game. And now I just look back on that and fucking laugh. I just laugh. Because... This boy is like total package material. Yeah, he's insane. And uh, there, yeah, there have been so many games where he's been high point, but also so many games where he's definitely player of the game across multiple different stat lines, not just high point. 
Um, and even their commentators, when uh, at one point he was out of the game, even they made a comment that like <clears throat> our our stuff just did not flow the same whenever he wasn't in the game. Nope. And it, it, it's it's so obvious too because he he just he runs the court. He is he is the point. He runs the court, and when he's not out there playing point, it just doesn't feel the same. Yeah. Just doesn't feel the same. AJ, holy guacamole. Those 29 points were crucial. Crucial. I mean, without him, this game would have been dumped. We'd have been out. We'd have been gone. We'd have been, we'd have lost. 100%. Um, not saying the other players didn't have a you know a hand in the win, but but AJ was the player of the game in every sense of the word. Um, I, I I I cannot get over the performance that he put out that game. I I just cannot. Like I'm at loss for words. The, some of the moves that he pulled out, some of the threes that he knocked down. I mean, clutch, clutch situations where we needed points. And he came out swinging four three-pointers. He was perfect on his free throws. I mean, he had seven assists. He was almost to a double-double with seven assists. Yeah, and that's wild. And that's one of my favorite, <clears throat> like, double-double uh, scenarios because it's it's usually points and rebounds. It's never usually points and assists. Right, Exactly. Totally, totally. I, I, I just, I can't. AJ Juice, just he, he brought the juice. He brought the fire, and I'm so, so, so happy for him. And we'll just happy for, and just happy for the team. Like the huge, the difference between the, the, I'm not gonna say camaraderie is the word, but like the difference between like the, the sink. Chronicity of the team between the UTA game and then this game where it looked like a completely different team. Like they just, they had their ducks in a row more in this game. And the only reason why it was, it, it's just a close game because ACU is a really good team too. So, I mean, I'm no knock to them whatsoever um, in, in this situation. They're a really good team as well. I mean, they were with us almost, you know, neck and neck the entire time. I mean, hell, we had to go into two overtimes to to win the game, right? Yeah. So, I mean, we were up by 11 at halftime, and it's like... And they fought back. They outscored us in the second half, 44 to 33. Right back in and made us go two extra periods to... Exactly. So the fact that we scratched and clawed and, and the entire team, everyone, everyone played that came... Um, and they all worked together and they all made it happen and had zero quit in them was so it was, was very like a weight off my shoulders to see, you know, because after that UTA game, they looked very, like we mentioned yesterday, defeated, totally deflated. And I was like, God, please. Just we have we have we have games to do. We have games to finish before the season's over. Like let's just let's just get it together. Um, and so yeah. What else to say about AJ? Um, so he had multiple threes that were amazing. Um, he had that wild like uh, I wouldn't say buzzer three because it wasn't like the end of a of a period, but it was a um, like a shot pretty- buzzer three. Mm-hmm. Um, just tons of great threes. Um, even some of his assists were like top 10 uh, plays. There was one where he did this beautiful baseline drive and dished it to trail for a wide open three. It was amazing. He had a, a yep. And he also had a couple and ones as well, where he just drove the basket, got the and one. Love to see that because that's what you kind of normally see from, you know, him. And so, but then him, AJ, utilizing his range as well, because we've seen him shoot threes before. Like we know he has it in him, but obviously that's not his main role in, in, in the game. And so to see him really just let it fly, he had wide open shots and he, he just took them. He said, you know what? 
I'm going, I'm taking it. And I'm glad he did because again, we needed, we needed him. We needed him. I mean, was that the, what the baseline one that you were talking about? Was that the no look? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I wrote that down too. The no look past to troll. I literally just put a bunch of like happy faces and, and screaming faces because that was just a, an amazing play. Amazing play. Um, okay. So we all know how well Trell played. Like you said, chef's kiss. Let's just continue on. Um, otherwise, we'll be here all night talking about Trell, which I'm fine. I mean, AJ and Trell. Let's talk about Trell. Screw it. All right. I had already talked about him, so let's talk about him now. So Latrell, he had uh, one three. He um, didn't have as many points as he normally did. Uh, and he also fouled out of the game that we had two foul outs, him and Nana. Um, he had eight points. He had a steal, a couple assists and uh, three out of seven on his field goals. Um, so not the best game from Trell, but as we've always said, it doesn't matter if he's having a great game. He allows other people to shine when they're on and he hypes the absolute hell out of them. But there was still some good moments from Trell. Um, like I said, he had that nice three in there. Um, what else did Trell do? He, I think he took a couple charges. Did he not? Yeah, he took a couple charges and he played some really great defense. It, it only shows him for one steal, and I, I thought there was more, but um, he may have been in the mix where he sort of forced a turnover that someone else snagged, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and again, I hate that he fouled out of the game too kind of early. Um, well, wasn't it, where was it in double overtime? He fell out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, so not necessarily super early, but he, he did foul the game and so did Nana. Um, and I, I hate when guys foul out, especially when we need them, if we're going into multiple overtimes. Um, yeah. And I wish, uh, Jose, the crew is back. Glad you're feeling better. Jack. See y'all soon. We can't wait to see you, Jose. Yeah. When you're coming down, you keep saying you're coming where come on. I think he's planning to come for homecoming. Nice. That's so, that's so many months from now. Well, I think he's, he may try to come for blueberry too, I think. Oh, well, okay then. But I'm unsure on that for now. Um, okay. What was I about to say? Oh, I wish, I don't know. I wish there was something that, I don't know. I, I don't know what I, what I think the answer is, but I wish there was some sort of allowance for fouls going into extra periods because mm -hmm. When they when you go in overtime, they give you another timeout, and I don't I don't necessarily think you should get a whole nother foul because it's only five minutes. But I don't know I don't know what the answer is. But I I just hate the like uneven nature of like having the five fouls are supposed to be for forty minutes of play, not for forty five or fifty or whatever. You know? No, I understand what you're saying. I have to agree with that. I mean, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, but yeah, I don't. I don't know either. It's, it's a good point, though. Um, let's see what else. All right, um, Nana. He, like I said, he did foul out, but for the 24 minutes he was in, he had uh, five rebounds. He had two blocks, two really nice, nice blocks as well. Um. Love to see that from Nana. Love to see the aggression. Love to see him down there in the paint fighting and doing what he can do to help the team out. So we uh, love love to see that from Nana. Um, I will give some shout out to the announcers because they did pretty equally talk about both teams. They gave SFA their due and their love and their shout out, just like they did for their home team. Um, they really said a lot of good things about SFA. I mean, they said that we were number three in the country at taking the ball away. I mean, they were giving all the good statistics and all the good um, yeah. about us. And so I got to give them a shout out. Um, yeah, they were. They, they talked up Day Day a lot. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, there were even a, a few of the many official reviews that they did. Um, they would like say that they thought the call was against ACU, you know? Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah. They admitted it. Like, yeah, no, that's definitely out on ACU or no, that's definitely a foul on ACU. Like why yeah. are we looking at this? Like it's definitely a foul on so-and-so. And I'm like, see, this is the kind of announcing that, that we need that, that is 
necessary, needed, needed in, in basketball, you know, impartial. When it's obvious that it's a foul on the team that you're home calling for, like, you can't just be like, well, I don't see it there. No, come on, dude. Come on. You gotta be, you gotta be obvious here with that. Um, Man. Oh man. Derek played so well in that first half. Holy. He did. He played, he played amazing. He uh, was not on his best a game in the overtimes. Um, but the first half and even most of the second half, he played great. He played amazing in the first half. Played so well. He had nice rebound and then he got fouled on the put back. Um, let's see here. He had also then like a few plays later, um, right after Nigel hit an amazing three, um, he had a nice layup and then, you know, in a passed into Matt and uh, passed by Matt, he hit it. He hit Derek into the paint. Um, that was nice. Um, Oh my God. What else from, from, from Derek? He, he was just fighting, 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 fighting for rebounds. He was fighting for, for steals. He, he was fighting the whole time. I mean, he had five rebounds. He played for 23 minutes. Um, he was three of four on his free throws, um, three of eight field goal percentage. He had a steal, a um, couple assists in there. So, yeah, he was working. Yeah, he, he played great. I was really happy to see it. Um, I, I don't know. It, it does make me still kind of wonder. If, I feel like he might still kind of have nagging from his injury because that was a lot of that was a longer period of playing time. And so, you know, sometimes I just wonder towards mm-hmm like towards the end if it's mm. more of a pain related thing. Yeah. And I, I, I tend to agree with you on that too, because you're right. I mean, he was playing lights out throughout the majority of the regular, you know, of, of regulation. And then when he was out there during the minutes he was playing for OT, he just didn't look the same. He just looked kind of sluggish. So yeah, I, I have a feeling that's probably the case too. Um, geez, man. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Um, uh, juice. Fumble. I'm reading through my notes here. Um, day, 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 day hall, 18 points, 10 rebounds again, double, double from day. <sighs> this boy is one thing that shocked me was that this this I don't know how many games he's had this, but like he had zero free throws this game, which is wild. Cats are being crazy. I don't know if y'all can hear that in the back. <laughs> okay, go on about Day Day. Sorry. No, I was just saying Day Day. Just again, another game from him. Just a solid, consistent game. Double double. Eighteen points, ten rebounds, um, uh, a block. He also had. Uh, it was nine of 11. He had no free throws, which was wild to me. Um, I don't know if that's happened yet this season, but he played for 35 minutes and Jesus, some of his, we, I said this in the, said this in the last podcast, like his footwork is masterful. I just can't even, I can't even fathom it, fathom it. Thank God for him. He is like the put back King. Yeah, no, he's amazing. Sorry, I'm having to multitask here for brewery stuff. So just keep going for a second. Okay. Um, no, you're good. So um, talking about Day Day, talked about, uh, let's see here. Let's see. Um, yeah. But yeah, Day Day, he's just, he's just one of those guys who is, who, like we've said before, is Mr. Consistency. Um Let's talk. I'm going to talk about Nigel for a second, too. Nigel, 11 points. Um, he had a couple assists in there, he had a block in there, three rebounds. Uh, he was he had a beautiful three in that first half. He was our first points. He was he was our first points. Some free throws early. Um, there wasn't a lot of scoring in the first few minutes of the game, and then you know, Nigel gets in there and shoots some free throws early. Um, he got I think it was a foul in the very like next possession that we had. Uh, he missed a slam, but I really think he got fouled on that. But that's my opinion. No call there. Um, I mean, whoo boy. Love to see Nigel with the three. Love to see him uh, playing good quality minutes. He played for 22 minutes. Um, 
And then who else here? We got Rati in here as well. He hit a three. Kyle hit a three. Um, and Rati had seven points. He also had five rebounds. There was a lot of guys who had five rebounds. Him, Derek, Nana. Um, so, yeah, there was there was just a lot of rebounds in there that uh, the boys were getting. I mean, we had 41. 41 rebounds. Amazing. The defensive rebounds were off the charts. Off the charts. Another positive is the fact that we had um, – let's see. Let me go to the – that's okay, good. Back in the points in the paint at 40. Love. That's where it needs to be, baby. 40 points in the paint. Um, but, yeah, that's all that I have on my list. Did you have anything else? Um, we had a wonderful backdoor to J-Day, and you all know how much I love it when we get a backdoor. Mm. Um, yes. And yeah, Day Day had some great putbacks just all across the board. Amazing, like normal. Agreed. Uh, threes all over. I, I feel like almost everyone contributed a three, really. Um, well, besides, you know, our big guys and Derek, but pretty much everyone else made a three. AJ, Nigel, Trell, mm -hmm. Rati, Kyle, or mm -hmm. Matt. Um, so all, all across the board, amazing. That's that's all I have. All right, sweet. Okay, moving on to grievances. With the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now you're going to hear about it. You. All right, so again, as we know that we won the game, but of course that doesn't mean that there aren't going to be any grievances that we have. Um First thing I have to mention is a grievance is I love you, AJ, and you were player of the game and you played lights out, but there was a couple things. Very beginning of the game, um, some some really, I don't know what the word is, like I guess not paying attention on the passing, um, but there was a pass that was way too high to Day-Day in the paint, and that caused a turnover um, way too high, way too high in the paint. Um, the three-second violation calls. We've got to clean that up. I put that down too because I know Jalil oh. got called at least twice. Yes. I wrote his name down specifically. And then that was another thing. Jalil only – he played 18 minutes and he had two rebounds. He had one point because it was a free throw. He didn't play that much in this game. He didn't really contribute as much this game. But yet he had how many personal fouls? Three. Yeah. Well, so that's a grievance of mine as well, because we just did not do a great job defending Pleasant. And nope, I wrote that down too. Jalil was, I think, mostly guarding him. Um, let's see how much should he, he scored 18 points. He was their second highest score. Um, yeah, we didn't, we did not do a great job guarding him at all. And we kept following him inside the paint. We every time. Line numerous times. He was eight. Eight of nine from free throws. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I wrote that down. Though I mean, all capital letters, literally, quick fouling, pleasant in the paint. Enough, Jesus. Like I was just, I was getting so put off by that. Uh, let's see here. Um, while while we're on this, uh, actually, while we're on the subject of Jalil and Pleasant, I have two more to kind of segue off of that. Uh, there was one well, yeah. I happened once, but I've grieved on this before um jalil was at the top of the key and picked up the ball and then everyone's just staying put with him like about to get a five second call and i'm like someone come get the ball from jalil he's already picked up his dribble we don't want him dribbling at the top of the key anyway like yeah he shouldn't have picked it up but come get it you can't just stand there and stare at him till he gets a five second call um and then why why no tech called on pleasant for swinging on the rim after that dunk attempt where he literally swung like three times before he let go and there was nobody underneath him thank you um that's a great point i wrote that down as well i also wrote down um let's see 
the one person who did get a tech was Damian Daniels. He got a tech for the celebration after his dunk. And I was like, so you're going to call a tech on that, but you're not going to call a tech on pleasant swinging. I don't understand. Like, I know. Make it make sense, please. Um, but as we know, as we get further into the game, the officiating just literally had their heads up their ass the entire majority of this game anyway. So there's that. Let the big man get a freaking three, and we know he can shoot. We know he can shoot. We've seen it multiple times. And yeah, let the big man get a three. I hate that. I ha- Oh, God. Oh, God. Okay. And of course... Oh, wait, were you talking about Simeon's with the threes? Yeah. I I don't understand how he answers with those three-pointers. I really don't. I, I can't, I can't yeah. like, fathom it. I don't understand. And and then we don't want to guard him. And I'm like, let's just keep letting him. <laughs> and he, he almost won the game for them in regulation mm-hmm. with a three-pointer that we did not mm-hmm. contest. And it, mm-hmm. like, miraculously rimmed out and didn't mm-hmm. go in. I don't know. Exactly. Exactly. I saw him get the, get the ball and, 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 you know, kind of reach back and, and about to hit the three. And I'm like, you, I swear to God, if we lose this game on a big man three, I'm going to fucking bust out of this house. Like I'm going to lose my mind. Um, we had, they had, well, they had Abilene Christian had one, two, three, four, five, six guys in double digits. <sighs> They also had way less turnovers than us. They had 13 turnovers. We had freaking 20, okay? We had 28 personal fouls to their 20. I mean, what are we doing here? What what are we doing? What are we doing? Um, And then, of course, our favorite guy, Tobias. I'm about done with him. I'm ready for him to graduate and move on. I'm tired of looking at his face. I'm ready for Tobias to be... Go kick rocks, Tobias. This is his senior year, so thank God. He uh anytime he's in, he is so dangerous, which again, kind of a compliment because he is a good player. But I'm just tired of looking at his little face. His steal in the coast to coast layup made me want to come through the TV and punch something. Yeah. Finish the baskets. Just a blanket. General announcement to the entire team: Finish your baskets. Finish the play. I just, I cannot get over how many times we lost the offensive rebound because we could not finish the play, and then we did, and then we didn't get the offensive rebound. Didn't get a putback. Didn't get any sort of second chance point. I don't know what our. We just have like a uh, we um, immunity to 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 offensive rebounds. <laughs> I don't know. Like, we didn't make it very difficult for ourselves for some reason. Um, I don't get it. I don't understand. Somebody please explain. So, let's see. I had another. Um, what we also, I mean, it doesn't happen often, but I just get frustrated when it does, is we, we did not do a good job of getting back on D after a fast break. No, I wrote that down too. I'm glad you I said that. I understand that because if it's a fast break, then in effect, like half of our guys should already be back in the backcourt, but then mm-hmm. somehow we let them get a fast break. And I'm like, what are y'all doing back there? Falling asleep. They're falling asleep on the job. Like you didn't even make it to the other end of the court. So you should already be set up and ready. I don't, I don't understand. And just the fact. Uh, the fact that they just they, they continually let ACU claw back into this game, you know, back to back threes from ACU, and then they led. And, you know, and 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 that's just a very frustrating moment, obviously for us, but I'm sure it's frustrating for the team as well because you know they think they're playing well and doing good, and then they just sit back on their pockets on their ass for a few plays, and then let them come back in by not guarding the three, no contesting of that, letting them get you know, steals and layups and turnover and just and our, our, our main problem. And if we can just clean that up and I know it's at the end of the season, so it's kind of late <laughs> to the party, but if we could just clean up a lot of these forced turnovers that we're giving up these, these offensive term turnovers that we're just, we're just literally giving them the ball. We're giving them the ball, giving them the points. And we just have to clean half. If we have any hope or chance 
in the postseason in in WAC Vegas, we have got to clean that up because that's one of the things that UTA exposed on us and and used it to our advantage. They freaking that in the threes. Um, They called a charge on AJ. It was bullshit or a block on AJ. Um, It should have been a flop. Actually, there was a bunch of flops that were non-called, but that's another thing. Um, We have to quit dropping our shoulder. Cause that's all when we're like driving to the basket, we love to drop our shoulder, whoever it is. And that also creates an opportunity for the other team to, you know, get the block, get the, get the call on, you know, an offensive call because it just, it made it so obvious whenever we were dropping our shoulder, all they had to do is like go back a little bit and there's, there's another turnover. There's another call. Yeah. Well, especially on a team, uh, like ACU who plays defense the way that they do like us, you don't, you don't have a lot of separation between you and your defenders. So any tiny little thing that you do could knock them off balance. And yeah, if, if you're at all the one leaning in, you're not probably not going to get the call. Exactly. Exactly. And towards the end of the game and end of the end of the regulation, I just wrote down what a torrential shit show. It was a torrential shit show from from officiating, so many reviews. I mean, I know you want to get the call right. I get it. But, I mean, it was just becoming a lot. It was just a lot. You know, we had to go into two overtimes to win the game. We had shot clock violations out the asshole. Yeah. Still don't get the shot clock violation. I don't. I don't get it. I probably never will. I probably never will. I just don't get it. How you know you have the same time every single time you have the ball. It's, it doesn't change. You have the same amount of time every time you get possession of the fucking ball. Yeah, well, and it also didn't help matters that their shot clock apparently wasn't working correctly. I guess um, so. So yeah. that, that also didn't help. Um, but, yeah, there were there were way too many reviews, and I understand, I understand there are some – there's some plays where it's needed depending on the play or depending on the um, position of the game, like how, how close we are to the end and how close the score is and all that. And they want to make sure to get it right. But number one, the, the referees can't, they can't get every call correct because they're humans. There's got to be an amount of human error. Um, and so you can't stop and check everything. Like you have to, you have to accept a certain level of like, there might be some calls that aren't, and some of them are going to be subjective anyway. Um, And then the other Mm -hmm. thing is you can't have a 10 minute review every time you want to review a call. Like it shouldn't. That's my thing. Because also anytime that they stop and go to review, they can only overturn the call that they made. If what they're seeing on the video review is like beyond, um, I can't remember the term for it, but um, like obvious has to have evidence. Like, I mean, it it has to be like very obviously overturned. Um, So it's like, if it's not beyond the shadow of a doubt, looking at it's not going to overturn the call anyway. Um, But there were just too many. There were just too many. And even dad was losing his mind. He was texting me and he's like, reviews are ruining games. They take forever. Dumb. And then, and then we had another review and he's like another 10 minute review. And I'm just like I wrote down the same thing. I was like another 10 minute review. Like we had multiple of them. It was just it was getting to be yeah. it was just a lot. It was just a lot. Um it made the game twice as long. It made us more anxious and miserable cuz I just don't I'm not I don't do well when I'm that anxious, man. I just like I get I get irritable. Um couple other things I'd like to point out that just drove me an absolute up the freaking wall. At the end of the game, both in regulation and the first overtime, and maybe a little bit in the second overtime. I don't know the meaning behind it. I, I'm not a coach. I don't know the the strategy behind it. But having AJ waiting at the top of the key for so long before he goes to try to get the ball in play or drive it forward or make a pass was wasting so much of the clock. And like, I get it. 
but at the same time, you tried it first time at the end of regulation, it didn't work. You tried it again at the end of the first overtime, it didn't work. There's a pattern here. I mean, there, he was literally trying to do the same shit he was doing. Again, I don't know if this was a call by the, the coaches or just something AJ was doing. Trying to do the same thing he was doing the La Tech game, like last minute, boom, layup type thing. And I'm like, that's not always going to work. And it was wasting so much of the clock. I, it was just, it, I was freaking out. I was so frustrated. Yeah. Yeah. The, it's, and it's tough there because I, I get what they were doing. Um, I get it too. Since we were tied, we wanted to try to use up as much of the shot clock as possible. It just sucks when you um, hang the whole possession on one, one opportunity and it doesn't go. Yeah. And I can, I could see it at the end of the first, the but you tried it twice after that. Like, at some point, you're going to have to call a different play. Like, they know what you're doing. Like, you're going to have to change it up. Because they even did it at the very end of the second uh, overtime as well. And thank God something came out of that play. But I was like, you, you're literally calling the same call three times. It it didn't work the first two times. I, it, was just, it was very stressful. I was like, oh, my God. Stop. Stop. Play something. Do something different. <laughs> Because you're putting all the all the pressure on AJ to get the layup. <laughs> anyway. Um, and then the only two field free throws that Nigel missed were the two free throws at the end of the freaking game when we needed them the most. I know. And he usually does so well under pressure, too. That's what I was know. Like. I know. We had just talked about in the last podcast how Nigel does so well under pressure. And then he... I know. I know. Oh, and then he misses the two free throws at the end of the game. And I was like, like critical free throws. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, let's see. I only really had two more. Um, we yeah. let Ellen get back to back three pointers, which I did not like. Um, mm -hmm. And that really put them over the edge at that point of the game, too. Then. Towards the end of the game, um, I'm trying to think. I think it was the play where they stopped and did the review to try to figure out if it was out of bounds under their basket on um, Tobias or Rati. Mm -hmm. And literally they showed us the worst camera angle on the playback two different oh. times. Like first, the the angle that they showed us, you could literally just see like the the base of the basket and like half of someone's arm, but like no context. And then the next angle they did was from, I don't even remember. It was like a really weird, and I'm like, neither of these angles shows us anything. Yeah. Like, you're not, I don't know who you, you showed us a room full of people down there working on all these cameras and the 10 of them can't give us a better better camera angle than this. Like we can't see shit. I don't even know whose arm that is. I know. It was it was that was funny. And literally they kept showing us different angles. And I'm sitting here, I'm like, how many cameras do they have in this place? Like, I think we have like two or three. And I'm like, do you have like 20 cameras around the Coliseum? Because it just felt like they had every can camera angle imaginable, but every angle sucked. Yeah. So and riddle me that one. And just their general filming during the game sometimes wasn't great. Like, I, I feel like we we would be bringing the ball down the court and they would be zoomed in. No offense, Brett. They'd be zoomed in on Brett just standing there for, like, five seconds. And then when they finally put the camera back on the game, we're, like, already down there halfway through a play. And I'm like, we don't need to see Brett Tanner stand there for eight seconds. Like, we just need to see what's happening in the game. <laughs> I mean, like, that's West. Yeah, no, I mean that's that's facts, hundred percent. Oh my god, yeah. So it was it was, uh, but all in all, obviously we won the game. It was it was a barn burner. It was a nail biter. It was all that you want in a D one conference game, um, and maybe minus a little bit of the anxiety, but everything else, it's what you would expect 
when you are watching an SFA ACU game. It's dramatic. <laughs> There's going to be controversy. There's going to be issues. And it's going to be contested. It's going to be hot, you know? And so it's just, it was one of those games. But um, so if uh, you could give us a word to describe this entire game, Jacqueline, what would it be? It has to be all the emojis that we talked about. Juice. Juice. Yeah. I, I, I wrote down juice at first and then I was like, I don't know. Because during the very beginning of the of the game, the announcers were talking about how this between ACU and SFA, you know, it's been it's been building up and building up over the past, you know, handful of seasons, this rivalry. And I'm like, I well, you know what? After this season, I can kind of I can see it. I can absolutely see it now. It's not an I-20 rivalry because, again, we're not on I-20. I don't know where that came from. Uh, we need to learn geography here, people. Um, but I 100% can see this becoming a true, hot, angry, bloody rivalry. I totally can see it. Um, you know, Sam Houston's always going to be our rival. Even though they're leaving our conference, we're still going to hate them. They're still going to be... Uh, the inferior Johnson Coliseum. And so um, that's never going to change. But I do see this as becoming a very hotly contested rivalry for sure. It just, there's a lot of emotion going through these games and uh, man, I'm ready. Ready for more. Yeah, me too. It's crazy that the season's already almost over and that we'll be in Vegas in a few weeks. Like very soon gonna be here before we know it i know i was i'm gonna sit here i'm gonna try and count we leave for vegas in uh not counting today one two three four five six seven eight nine ten days saying that out loud like that made me just a little not nervous but i'm like i haven't even i have a lot to do (laughs) same have to have to start thinking of what i'm bringing i have to I don't know. There's just, oh goodness, 10 days. All right. Well, shit, we'll, we'll get our lives together. Don't worry. Um, but yeah, so we leave for Vegas in 10 days. Um, cause we're most likely playing on that Tuesday night. We're staying at the new Orleans that night and then waking up on Wednesday and going and moving all of our stuff to the Rio, which is where we'll be the rest of the time. Um, and yeah, I'm really, we're pumped, ready, ready, ready for another whack Vegas, ready to hang out with, you know, Kyle and a bunch of the other people that go to the game. Hopefully more SFA people go. I don't know. Um, who knows? Um, but anyway, so we're just excited. We're ready for, ready for that to happen, ready for it to come, hoping for the best, obviously, um, for both the men and the women, obviously, um, at, at whack Vegas. So we're ready. We're excited. Any Hooser, man, oh man, we want to get out of here before an hour. Yeah, let's do it. So we got two minutes left. A few reminders, what's happening tomorrow, obviously, is our second to last home game. It is the ESPNU nationally televised game versus CBU. And of course, it is our PMA tailgate um, that we're doing it with uh, Ted Smith State Farm and CBTX. and of course, the alumni association is going to be there too, with a few tents out, and 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 us will will be there as well. Uh, there'll be free food and beer and drinks for the first fifty to sixty people that show up. And so, if you're listening and you still haven't made a decision to come, 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 hang out, come tailgate with us. Hang, you know, enjoy enjoy the beautiful weather, and then go into the game, watch the game, and then you can go home. Easy, done, can't beat it. Simple. $5 tickets. First 3,000 people get a free white SFA shirt. So I'm assuming they're kind of going for a whiteout, even though they haven't said it. But why would you give away white shirts and then not have it be a whiteout? Question mark. So I'll be wearing a white shirt, just if that helps with your outfit planning. (laughs) So there's that. Anyway, so... Hope you guys will be there tomorrow. If not, then we'll hopefully see you at the last home game of the year, which is against Sam Houston next week. <sighs> Dreaded, but got to do it. <laughs> got to do it. 
I know. Oh my goodness. All right, guys. Well, I hope you have a wonderful night. You have a great rest of your weekend. Um, and we will see you hopefully tomorrow for tailgate and basketball. Be there, be square. Very good. Love that. <laughs> All right, y'all. Have a good night. And remember, Axe and Jacks. With Alex and Jacks.